Praise the Lord, everybody. If you would uh, turn in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 12. Verse 13 says, And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Praise the Lord, you may be seated. The Bible says here in the book of Exodus that he said the blood shall be a token unto you. The time in which we live, a token, we got young people in the room. Oftentimes when you go to an arcade or if you go to an amusement park, you pay, your, pay the money and they'll give you what's called a token, which is usually like a metal coin. And with that token, you can access everything that they have in the amusement park or anything that they have in the arcade. You just stick the token in and it'll work. You can't use your regular money. You can't use American currency because in some places it won't work. You have to go purchase a token. The Bible says here that it shall be a token. The blood shall be a token unto you that when I see it I will pass over you. Thank God for the blood this morning. Exodus chapter 12, he was pronouncing a curse on the land, a judgment on the land. He said, I'm going to send a death angel. He's going to come to every house. But the houses that have that token, they're going to be able to escape. And so it is in the day that we live. God is going to allow that death angel to come to each and every household. The Bible says in uh, Romans 6 and 23, that it's appointed unto every man once to die, and after this, the judgment. I want to have that token when the death angel comes. Also note that the blood had to be applied before judgment came. They couldn't wait till the death angel got there and all of a sudden decide, oh, I need the token now. It had to be applied before judgment came. And so it is, we, the blood, the Bible says the life of the flesh is in the blood. And when we get baptized in Jesus' name, we're applying that blood to our lives. And I don't want to wait too late until the death angel is knocking at my door and the heart stops beating or, or tragedy strikes and all of a sudden I say, oh, I should have been baptized in Jesus' name. I want to do it while I have breath in my body. I want to continue to apply that token to my life. Yeah. Lord, you may be seated. The Bible talks about in the last days in the book of Timothy that perilous times shall come. 
men would be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God and so on and so forth, fierce incontinence, disobedience to parents, and we have all of that in the day that we're living. So judgment is not very far from any one of us. I don't want to get caught when I come before the Lord in the judgment day having my own righteousness or not having that token that's accepted with God. John chapter 3, it says, except a man is born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. There is nothing you can offer to God to say, well, Lord, I was a good person. Lord, I attended church. Lord, I was I was this and that. That's not the token. You have got to be born again. That is the token that's going to save us in the day of judgment. As a young person, I've had uh, opportunity to go to amusement parks and and play the arcades, and I try to put my quarter in there, American currency. You try to stick your quarter in there, guess what? It does not work. It'll spit it back out to you and give it to you. And, and what you have to have in order to work that machine is, like I said, a, a token. And the scripture says this blood, when that judgment comes, when that death angel comes, when it starts to knock at your door, when he sees that token, he'll keep moving. And I, this morning, I just want to um, have that token in my life. I want to be baptized in Jesus' name. I want to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. And that's the token that's going to save us this morning. Let's all stand. I can't stop saying, I can't stop Praise your name, I just can't stop Praise your name, I just can't stop Praise your name, Jesus I can't stop, no, I can't stop Praise your name, I just can't stop Praise your name, I just can't stop Praise your name, Jesus I can't stop saying, I can't stop Praising your name, I just can't stop. Praising your name, I just can't stop. Praising your name, Jesus. Shout His name, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I just can't stop. Praising your name, Jesus. Shout His name, Jesus. King of a king, yes. Oh, I just can't stop, pray your name, Jesus. I can't stop, no, I can't stop, pray to your name, I just can't stop, pray to your name, I just can't stop, pray to your name, Jesus. I can't stop, no, I can't stop, pray to your name, I just can't stop, pray to your name, I just can't stop. I can't stop, no, I can't stop. Praise your name, I just can't stop. 
praise your name, I just can't stop. Praise your name, Jesus. You can't make me stop. Can't stop. I won't stop. You can't make me stop. Praise your name, Jesus. Oh, I can't stop. I won't stop. You can't make me stop. Praise your name, Jesus. Praise Lord, everyone. Praise Lord. I mean, I'm glad for that token. There's a judgment that's going to come on this world. And if you don't have that token, you're not going to be able to escape it. But thank God that we have an opportunity this morning to get that token. Praise God. I think we do have one to baptize this morning. That's good. <laughs> I don't want to be stuck in this world. There's no reason for us to be stuck in this world for the judgment of this world to receive that. God has given us a way out. He's given us a way to escape. That's, what, that's why we come to church Sunday mornings. You know, because we come to get that way out. We don't want to be stuck with this world. You know, if you follow the world and you do the things of the world, you're going to get the results of the world. That's, that's, that's what it is. You know, but if you do the things of the church and you do the things that God says are done, that needs to be done, then you'll get the results of the church. So that's why we're here this morning, because we're doing the things that God has called us and told us to do. Praise God. You may be seated for a second. You know, I was just thinking earlier, we're going to read, but I was just thinking earlier, you know, in this world that we live in, uh, there are the people, they're very focused on what they're doing. They don't want to be bartered. They don't want to be inconvenienced. You see them, they have I, they earplugs in, and they're listening to stuff, and they're not really concerned or focused on the world around them. They're so caught up in the electronics and all of that, and they don't want to be inconvenienced. If you ask them for help, you know, they'll kind of give you a nasty, dirty look, like, who are you to ask me? Don't you see I'm doing something? I got to go to work. Don't inconvenience me. But thank God this morning that we have a God that does not worry anything about being inconvenienced. You know, we're coming to God this morning. That's why we showed up the church to meet with God, to talk with him. And he's not worried at all about being inconvenienced. God is not worried about it. We don't have to worry about if we're pestering God, getting on God's nerve. We're not doing that this morning. But God, God, God likes us here. God likes it when we come to church, especially on Sunday mornings. <laughs> you can read in the Bible where there was an there was a, a, a individual and um, they were coming to Jesus, and they asked Jesus, said, Lord, if, if you could do something about my son, you know, and, and you, could hear, you could hear it in this voice and, and reading it that, you know, he was asking God, but it, there was a little bit like, I don't want to, I know you're busy. I don't want to inconvenience you. I know you got things to do. But, Lord, if you can do something about my son, if you could do anything, the Bible said, he said, if you could do anything. And Jesus looked at him and said, I will. I will. I will. God will. If you ask him, he will. You're not inconveniencing God this morning. You're not wasting God's time this morning. You know, God is not looking at us today and be like, oh, man, uh, another Sunday they're here. 
I got things to do. You may be seated. God is not looking at us like that this morning. God is ready. God wants to do things in our lives. There was a, there was a guy by the name of Jarius, and his, his uh, daughter was sick, and Jesus was on his way to, his, to that to guy's house to pray for his daughter. And on the way there, there was a lady that had been dealing with problems, dealing with a problem for years. On his way to this lady's, to this guy's house to pray for his daughter, he had obligations. Jesus was going there. He was fixing. Man, this girl's sick. She might die. I need to go there. I need to get there, and I need to pray for her. And on his way there, there was a lady, the Bible said, that touched Jesus. She touched Jesus. And when Jesus felt that touch, Jesus turned around and said, who touched me? And you can read it again also. She was afraid that, oh, man, I inconvenienced him some kind of way because he was going and I touched him. And uh, Jesus looked at him and said, don't be afraid. That faith has made you whole. <laughs> don't be afraid. We ain't got to be afraid tonight to touch Jesus. We don't have to be afraid this morning to touch Jesus. We don't have to be afraid that he's going to look at us in a negative or bad way. I'm glad tonight, today, this morning, I'm sorry. I'm normally, I, I don't do this in the morning. I'm going to teach Sunday school in the morning, so that's why I keep saying night. <laughs> so y'all help me. But I want to just let you know that this morning we're not inconveniencing God, that he comes to church, and he comes ready to do stuff. You know, we don't just show up, dress nice, and go, get, go out, and nothing happens. No, we, we come for God. We come from to hear from God. We come for him, for him alone. All right, let's stand real quick. If you have a Bible, we'll read. Uh, let's go to 1 Corinthians. Um, 1 Corinthians, chapter 3, chapter 3, and verse 5. Everybody brought their Bible? I was, <laughs> all my Sunday school kids, none of them have their Bible. Uh, y'all making me ashamed, come on, y'all. <laughs> it's okay, because normally when we go downstairs for Sunday school, I have Bibles there for them. <laughs> but you got to bring your Bible when you come to church. <laughs> you, got, you need that. Make me look bad. Uh, First Corinthians chapter three and verse five. It says, uh, "Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos, but but ministers by whom ye be, ye believe, even as the Lord give to every man." I, this is Paul talking. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Once again, I have planted, Apollos watered. But God gave the increase. Verse 7, then neither is he that neither is he that planteth anything, neither is he that watereth, but God give the increase. I want to focus on that this morning for a little bit. God give the increase. Maybe seated. It is God this morning, like I said before, the reason why we're here. Because God is the only person, like Brother Marvin said, can give us that token, can give us that way out. It is God. God is the only person. We say person, but, you know, he's, he is a spirit. But God is the only thing that can change us for the better. God is the only person, the only, God is the only thing that can make things right in our lives. He's the only person, the Bible says here, to give, that give the increase. Only God does that. Only God does that. We need to really learn to look to God. 
you know, we go through things, and the first, first, first thing we do when we go through problem situation, a lot of time is we get on the phone, we worry, you know, we, t- we, we ask, you know, we, we, we go to friends, families, you know, sometimes that's good, but if you really want results, you want to go to God, because he's the only one that can give the increase, that can change things, it's God. I'm glad tonight, this morning, I'm glad this morning that God is in the business of multiplying. He's in the business of giving more and not taking away and giving less. It says increase. We all like increases. Oh, man, we all like increases. <laughs> do, you, do you know on your job when you get paid at in every week or every two weeks, that, that's your increase. That's your increase. That's, that's, that's you getting your money. And uh, <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I remember it was a couple of months ago. I think a couple of us, we were doing our timesheets, and for some reason, there was some that got cheated or shorted out about $90 at work. And when I tell you, you want to talk about people not happy? I mean, we're looking at our check like, uh-uh, we're short $90 here. Where's our increase? Where's our increase? We're short here. But I tell you this morning, God is not like that. God is not going to short you. God is not going to short you. He's not going to take advantage of you. You know, people say, I don't want to give my life to God. I don't know what he might do with it. Oh, no. God ain't going to leave you disappointed. God is not going to leave us disappointed. He gives the increase. We always, it's been said many a time, God, he, he, he loads us with benefits, and his benefits are out of this world. God knows how to increase us. I mean, you may be seated. So, Increase is what I want to talk about for a little bit. You know, the only thing that God wants to take away from us, he wants to decrease in our, in our lives, is our sin, is our bad attitude, is our negative outlook. That's what God wants to take away. But he wants to give us good, a lot of good, a lot of good increase he wants to give us. All right, let's look at, let's go to, to the book of, I think it's Matthew I want to go. Matthew chapter 15. Actually, let's go to John first. John chapter 6. Talk about God getting it. And this is Jesus. He's walking, he's in his in, in his uh in the flesh. He's doing great works. He's trying to save people. And here it is, verse 1. After these things, Jesus went over to the Sea of Galilee, uh, which is the Sea of, I'm not going to try to say that word, and a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he had did. You see that? <laughs> Read it again. Verse 2. And a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he had did, that were diseased. So there were people, there were people coming to church not for change, but they was coming just to see something. <laughs> because they saw his miracles. You know, they, they, ain't, they ain't really care about changes. They just want to see something. <laughs> I read in, a, in the book of um, Corinthians about Paul. He kind of was talking to the, to the Corinthian church. And he was like, hey, he said, man, he said, y'all coming to church? He said, but y'all coming to church just, to, just for the Lord's Supper. He said, That's, y'all coming just to get some bread and, and some wine here. He said, what y'all doing? <laughs> he said, God wants to give you the increase, but y'all just want to come to church just to eat. 
He said, don't you? He said it. You can read it, First Corinthians. He said, he said, you got your houses for that. Go home and do that. He said, but when you come to church, focus on the increase that God wants to give you. That's why we're here this morning. Yes, we love the miracles. Yes, we love the things that God, but we want the increase. There is something that God wants to give us, and we can't, we can't change the focus. Isn't that what they did when Jesus came to the temple? And, uh, and, and when he come to the temple, he, they, they were selling things in the temple, and, and he got upset. He turned over tables. He said, you, ha- you turned this thing around. This is not what it was supposed to be about. You're making this thing into a, a den of thieves. That, my house should be called the house of prayer. There's an increase that I'm trying to give to you. There's things I'm trying to do, but you're, you're turning it around. You're turning things around. We got, to, we got to have our minds right about why we're here this morning. It's to get the increase of God. It's to get his attention to get what he wants us to do, not just to speculate because they saw his miracles, which he did. That's why they were there. Let me see that. Verse 3, and Jesus went up into the mountain, and, and there he sat with his disciples in the Passover feast. <laughs> see that? Feast. Food was there. <laughs> Tell you, boy, you want the crowd? You want the crowd? Mention food. <laughs> Verse 5. When Jesus didn't lift up his eyes, he saw a great company coming to him, and he said unto Philip. Now, Philip was one of, one of the, the disciples. He said, whence shall we buy that these may eat? Jesus actually said, okay, where are we going to go? McDonald's, Burger King, Pizza Hut, what are we going to do so we can feed these people? And verse 6, and this he said to prove him, for he know himself, for he himself knew what he would do. So Jesus knew what he was going to do, but he was testing Philip. He said, okay, he said, what are we going to do about food? You know, got this great multitude of people here. I want to feed them. And this is verse 7, this is what Philip said. Philip answered, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them that everyone may take a little. You see that? He said, talking about unbelief. He said, 200 penny worth. He said, if we had 200 penny worth, if there wouldn't have been enough for all these people. You know, he was speaking doubt. He said, we, don't, we can't feed these people. And God's, God knew what he would do. God knew he was going to give an increase. But here's Philip saying, man, if we had 200 pennies, we still, we still wouldn't have enough money to buy for these people to eat. I tell you, we got to have faith. We got to have faith in what God, the increase that God wants to do. You know, when God is saying, trying to speak faith, we don't want to be speaking doubt. And say, oh, man, if we, we ain't got enough money, Lord, how are we going to feed these people? Have faith in the increase that God is gonna, what God is going to do. Have faith in that. Have faith in, this, in the thing that we're going to get things done. Because God is, it's God that gives the increase. Verse 8, he wasn't the only one. Here we go. And one of his disciples, Andrew, Peter's brother, said unto him, there is a lad. So he had a little bit of faith. He said, there is a lad which had five barley loaves. And two fishes. Now he should just stop there. But here, look, look, look what he said. He said, but what are they among so many? And like, he looked like he was going to have a little faith. He said, well, we got five loaves and we got two fishes. But. <laughs> I remember seeing pastor talk about his pastor preaching. Get your butt out of the way. <laughs> you know, get your excuse out of the way. That was B-U-T. Get your excuse out of the way. He spoke so good. We got something, but what are they among so many? What are they? So I'm, I'm telling you, we got to learn how to speak faith and believe in the increase that God would do. God, he said, right? He said, God, God in verse 6, he said, he, he said this to prove them because he knew what he was going to do. God had this thing already figured out. 
We got to understand that when situation comes, God has things already figured out. We don't need to worry. We don't need to doubt. We don't need to make smart aleck comments like these, like we're 200 penny worth or, or what are these? You know, what are we? What are we among such a big old city? Come on now. What are we with just a couple of people and that's a big old city, that's a big old county out there. How are we going to reach these people? How are we going to do these things that God wants us to do? Let's not ask these questions. Let's not be like that. Let's see what Jesus did. And Jesus said, make, them, make the man sit down. And there was much grass in the place, so the man sat down. And there were about 5,000. So there were 5,000 people, people there, about 5,000. Uh, verse 11, and Jesus took the loaves. And when they had gave thanks, he distributed unto his disciples. And his disciples stood on that sat on the ground. And likewise of the fishes, as much as they would. Verse 12, and when they were filled... Filled, he said. He said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remaineth, and nothing be lost. And there were gathered, and there were grab, gathered them together, twelve baskets. Twelve baskets out of five fish. Five, five barley loaves and two fish. See what God did? God increased. He multiplied. He multiplied the little bit that they had. And God increased that thing, and the Bible said they, did, they were eating, they were filled. You know, they, they ate enough. I'm a big boy. I could eat a lot. I probably could eat them, them, them five barley loaves and two fish, and y'all wouldn't have anything left. But God fed me, <laughs> and he fed everyone else. I'm telling you, God, give the increase. Just give what you got. Just give what you got. Give your life to God and let him increase it. And watch how God will not only bless you, but bless everyone around you. Your family, your friends, your co-worker, everyone. By just giving what you have. Little boy, young people, give what you have. Just give it and watch God increase it. Increase that thing. You may be seated. Talking about increase. I hope y'all hearing, listening. You know, he said that Paul, back to Corinthians, Paul said that I watered. Apollos, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave, God gave the increase. We got to understand that there has to be effort. There have to be effort for the increase. Most of us here, we have jobs. It's not, we go to school. If you go to your job and you sit there for eight hours and do nothing, what will happen to you? You'll get fired. Your production level will go way low and you'll get fired. Same thing with school. You go to school, you sit there at your school and you do nothing all day you won't graduate. You will not get a diploma. That's not how it works. There has to be some effort here. And he said, I planted. This guy over here watered, but God gave the increase. So it's the same thing about church. You know, we can't come to church and just think that we can just sit here and that there will be an increase. No, there has to be some planting. There has to be some watering. There has to be some kind of effort and some kind of moving so that God can give the increase. We got to do things. We got to be about the business of God. I want the increase. I want the increase, but we're going to have to work for it. We're going to have to pray. We're going to have to read our Bibles. We're going to have to repent. We're going to have to be baptized in Jesus' name that we might receive the increase of the Holy Ghost. These are things that we're going to have to do. That God may give the increase. How many want to increase this morning? I want it. I want the increase. 
I want the increase. But the, in order to get the increase, there have to be planting and there have to be watering. Maybe seeded. We, we, live, in, we live in Bell Glade, um, sh- Sugar Mill, a whole bunch of other different things that we plant. And, you know, all that field out there, it, it's not just going to grow by itself. It's not. There's going to be a season where the the, the guys, and they they got it all narrowed down to the T, where they know what time to go out there, what time of the year to go out there, plant the seeds. A couple months later, there's the harvest. There's the increase. No, we got to be like that. You know, if there is no no sowing, when are we going to reap? You know what I'm saying? If there is no doing the will of God or trying to work to do the will of God and seeing the blessings of God, it it, it doesn't work like that. We got to be a people that are having faith and that are working, that are working, that are watering and planting. I want to do that. I want to do that. I don't just want to sit here and think that, oh, you know, the increase is just going to come by me sitting on my hands. You know, it don't work that way. You do that on your job, you will get fired. You do that at school, you will not get, a, you get your diploma. You will not graduate. Same way in the church. If we want to make heaven, if we want the increase of God, we got to do. We got to do. We got to be a part. We can't just sit around. And there's, there's plenty of things to do. The, the work of God, what Jesus said to himself, he, he told him, to look, look out into the fields. He said, they're ready to be harvested. The increase is there, but you just got to go out there and get it. He said, I need laborers. I need people that's going to work for it. I want to be that person that worked for it. I want to receive that increase tonight, to this morning. All right, let's go to the Old Testament. Take a look at that. Judges. Maybe I get Brother Marvin to read for me. Judges chapter 6. I'm talking about increase. Talk about increase. That uh, increase, you, like I likened it to before, if, if likened unto, you know, planting. You, you, plant, you plant something, and uh, whatever grows, that's your increase. But if you plant apples and add an apple tree, and you start getting apples, that's your increase. You take that and you can eat that. But you got to plant, you got to work. And you know another thing is that these farmers out here, they can work so hard, plant water, but they can't actually make the seed grow. They can't do that themselves. They can't do that. Man can't do that. You know, it's God that does that. <laughs> the Bible's true th- this morning. We got something so true, something that we really could build upon, not false. All right, um, Judges chapter 6. To give you a background, what's happening is there's a, there's a Midianites, the Bible called them. They're the Midianites. There's a group of people, and they basically did not like the children of Israel. And what they were doing for seven years, the Bible says in verse 1, that they were oppressing the people of Israel. Now, when I say people of Israel, that's the church. That's us. So I don't want to confuse anybody. That's the, whenever I say Israel, the people of God, that's us. So the Midianites, which was the enemy nation, was coming to oppress the children of Israel or oppress the church. And they were doing it for seven years. Marvin, verse 3, real out. So like I told you, here it is. The, the Midianites, they were coming against Israel, like he said, and they were coming against them. Verse 4. So look at that. So the Bible said, verse 4, that they came against them. These people came against them and destroyed their increase. 
they destroyed the increase, the profit that they was going to get. It's like, it's like if you have an apple tree, like I said, instead of cutting the apple tree down, they just took the apples but left the tree because next time when the apples come on the tree, they can get it again. They were stealing from the children of Israel. They were stealing from the church the increase. Don't be fooled this morning to know that the devil is not trying to steal from us our increase. The things that we worked for, they planted those things. They worked hard for those things, and they're waiting for it to come. But the devil, the enemy, was taking their increase, was taking the things that they were belonging to them. You know, it's mine. I don't want no enemy taking what belongs to me, what belongs to the church. Our young people, they are our increase. We're putting work into them, and there is a devil that wants to come and take them. And take them. We got to protect our increase. The increase that God gives is worth protecting. You may be seated this morning. Verse 6, Marvin. Israel was greatly impoverished. The church was getting to the point where they couldn't function. They were impoverished because of the Midianites, because of what they were doing. They were taken, 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 taken. The enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And impoverish the church. Put us in a place where we can't function no more. Where we have no, nothing coming up. No, no increase. No increase of our labor. They were working. They were, they were, they were planting vineyards. And they were not being able to eat from it. So they were starving. Come on. This morning we got to protect what we have. We can't let the enemy just come and just take what we've been working so hard for. That building over there. That's a, our increase. And, and, I, and I don't want the enemy just to come and just to take our increase. Take what we worked so hard for and still. Verse 8, Marvin. Brother Marvin. Okay, so here, what, basically what they're doing, they're, they started to pray. They started to pray, say, oh, God, help us. So God began to comfort, comfort them and said, all right, I'm going to send a prophet unto the children of Israel. This is what they're praying. Send us a prophet. Send us somebody that can help us get out of this situation because the devil is surely impoverishing us. So let's read what happened in verse 11. So here it is. So God answered their prayer. Don't you know that when, that's why we pray. Because we know that there's an evil force and it's good for us to pray that God will send them. That God will send something. And he did. He did. Here it is. He sent the angel of the Lord and he, sent, he went and he talked to, to Gideon, the Bible says. And look what he was doing. The Bible says Gideon was threshing wheat by the wine press. Why? To hide it from the Midianites. He was trying to hide the little bit that he had. The little bit that he had before the Midianites was going to come and take it, he was hiding it. He was hiding it, and that's where he was. He was just hiding. You know, I, we got to protect. We got to protect, but I oh, pray God that we don't come to the point where we got to start hiding. We got to start hiding from the world. 
oh, Lord, please don't let that. That's why it's important for us to pray and that God will lead us. Lord, don't let us never get to that point where we're getting just taken by the enemy and we're to the point where we're running and hiding from the enemy. That's not us. That's not the church. There's an increase that God wants to give us. There are things and places that God wants to bring us to. But there are in situations. So let's read it, verse 12. So the angel told Gideon, he said, hey, the Lord's with you, son, thy, man, thy mighty man of valor. Go ahead, Mike. So he said, if you're with us, God, why is all this stuff happening? Why is the Midianites coming to take our stuff and we got to hide it now? What's going on? What, and I want to read it, but he talked about, he said, he said, our fathers told us about this great God and, and we're not seeing it. What's going on? What's going on? Go ahead. 14. 14. You can read 14. So he said, the angel's trying to encourage him and say, okay, I'm going to turn this around for you. I know you're tired of the enemy taking your increase, and, and uh, I know you got some complaints. You know, w- when we go through problems, the first thing that happens is we begin to complain. And we say, oh, Lord, if you're really God, why is all this stuff happening? Why am I in this situation? Why am I still dealing with problems and sicknesses? If you're really going to give me increase, where is it? My, my mother, my daddy, they told me how great you is, but I ain't seeing it. I ain't seeing it. And he told them, and, God t- and the angel said, you need to go in this might. Go in this word that I give you. Go in that might. You know, the preaching that goes forth is to come and it's to strengthen us. The words that go forth and the angels are trying to strengthen him here and say, I'm trying to strengthen you and give you encouragement. Stop talking about how bad it is and let's talk about how good it is. Let's talk about the increase that God can give. He went on to say, but I'm the least. I'm the least of my family. I'm poor. I'm poor. I ain't got nothing to offer you, God. How are you going to use me? I ain't got a lot of time, but we can read the whole chapter, but for your sakes, I won't. But if I could paraphrase, basically what happened was it took Gideon a couple of tests that he had to prove, that God had to prove to him. So really, so he really can understand that, hey, I'm doing something. Have faith. There's an increase coming. Hear what I'm saying this morning, church. There is an increase that's coming. We got to go in this, the might. Go in the words that we hear from our pastor. Go in the words that we hear from our leaders that tell us we're going forward. Go in that might. I know it's been hard. I know things have, there's been trying time, but there is an increase that's going to happen. So you'll read what three different times, three or four different times that, he, that Gideon, he prayed to God and said, God, I'm going I'm to I'm do a test and I want you to honor my test. And one of, one of the tests was that he, he had some, some bread there and he said, light it up and the angel put the staff on it. Fire came on that bread and he was like, oh. <laughs> and then the fleece, he put out a fleece and he said, all right, I want it to be wet all, all around the fleece, but I want the fleece to be dry. And then it happened, and the next day he said, okay, now I want the fleece to be dry and everything around uh, to be wet. And it happened. 
So God did all these things to show him that I'm with you and that there is an increase that's going to happen. There are things that's going to happen. But before all of this, before all of this, he got, he got what he thought was the increase, what he thought was the blessing, because the Bible said that he finally started to get a little bit of, you know, faith about him. He gathered man. The Bible said he gathered 32,000 men that came with him to fight against the Midianites, which was over 100,000 of them. And he looked at that, and he thought that was an increase. You know, there are false things that will come and try to get us. Okay, well, this might be it. This might be it. You know, I got 32,000 people here. I got a crowd. You know, there may be things and there may be times that we feel like, oh, man, God is going to do it. God is going to do it. And God stopped them and said, wait, 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 wait. They said, no. He said, right here, he said, you're going to smite Midian as one man. He said, I'm not going to use numbers. You know, just because we have a great crowd and a lot of people, that's not always necessary that that's the increase for us. It's not all that that that, that doesn't mean that. that you know people they get a crowd of people and they think oh God must be blessing us look at all these people we got, but it's not it's not the increase that God give, it's not the increase. And you read what God told Gideon said I want you to tell all those people that are afraid to go back. We did that. The Bible says twenty two thousand people, twenty two thousand people left him, and we worry that you know people backslide. We get five six people backslide. We worry about that. But we had 22,000 people backslid in one day. <laughs> 22,000 people left and said, all right, we're afraid. We're not going to go. And here's Gideon. Like, he got 10,000 left, if you do the math right. 10,000 left, and he's like, okay, well, maybe we can do it. Maybe we can do it. This might be the increase that God's going to give us. And then, no, 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 no. He said, we got to put this thing to a test. There's two lessons there. The first lesson is I don't want to be afraid. I don't want to speak in fear. I don't want to be fearful of what God wants to do. Let's not be a people that are fearful and afraid. Number two, we got to learn how to do things right. You read where the, 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 the test was that he was to send them into a body of water there and, he, and tell every one of the men to drink. Because God wanted to make sure that whoever was going to go get this increase was going to be right. So he said, I want everybody to come to this water. I want them to drink. And the Bible said that those that did it right were about 300 of them that did it right. And those that did it wrong, well, whatever that math was. But it was 300 that did it right. And the other ones that did it wrong, Gideon, Bible, Jesus, God told them to tell them to go home. So we, they're, the thing... We have to do things right is what I'm trying to tell you if we want the increase. Number, the first thing, like I said, don't be afraid. If you're afraid, you won't get the increase. If you're fearful, fearful, you won't get the increase. If you're doing things wrong and not according to what the man of God wants and said, you're not going to get the increase. And they were there left 300. 300 out of 32,000 men that were there. Only 300 that were left. And you can look at that and say, well, I thought God gave the increase. You can say, you contradict yourself because you said that God gave the increase. But from what I'm seeing, God is decreasing. All those people left. All those people left. It's not about numbers, church family. It's not about who comes. It's not about who goes. It's about God and him getting praise and him giving the increase. So we're, as the story goes on, we can read the whole thing, but I won't. But as the account goes on, 
you'll read where he told him, he said, all right, this is what we're going to do. And Gideon told him, he said, do as I do. He told him he said, what they were going to do, they were going to surround the people. And the Bible said that in one hand they had a, they had a, 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 the trumpet, in another hand they had a, a lantern, a light. And said, okay, we're going to go fight. Now everybody know here, if you're going to fight, you don't want to fight with, you want to fight with a sword, spear. And they're going out against the, with the enemy with a trumpet and, and a, a lamp. You look at that and they're like, you can look, and they can look at the path and be like, Gideon, preacher, what are you doing? This is not how things are supposed to be. This is not how we win battles. No, but those tests weeded those people out that had those kind of attitude. And we're down to the 300 men that did whatever you say, pastor, whatever you say, Gideon, we're going to do. And in doing so, you'll read with God what a great miracle there that they didn't even have to pull out swords and kill nobody, that they turned on themselves. God gives the increase. I hope you understand what I'm saying this morning. I hope I haven't lost you. God gives the increase. Even though they took a huge blow, God gave the increase, and they were victorious that day because of what God did. I want to believe in God for the increase. No matter who coming, no matter how many people are here, no matter how many people are not here, God is the one that gives the increase to the church, to us, the people of God. You can remain standing this morning. I, I hope you heard. I hope I really, really spoke and you understood what I'm saying. There's a couple of things that we see here. Went through a lot of scriptures. Number one, like I said back in the, in the book of Matthew, no slick comments. No slick comments. What, what, what are we among so many? We have no room for that. God don't want that. No slick comments. No buts. But what, are they, what, are, what is this among so many? None of that. Let's have faith in the increase that God get us. You know, we, we just got to work. Plant, water, and watch God do it. Plant, water, watch God do it. Also, like we just read here in the book of Judges, you know, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Even when it, do it right. Do it right. We should know how, how it's done. Do it right. And you want to know how it's done? Look what he, he told them. If I can find it real quick. Verse 17. I'll just read it. You don't have to. Seven, verse, chapter 7, verse 17. And this is Gideon talking to them. And he said unto them, look on me and do likewise. That's what Gideon told those 300 men. Look on me and do likewise. That's what we want to be doing. If you want to increase, you're going to have to have a follow. You're going to have to follow. He said, look on me and do likewise. Look on the church and do like the church. You want to be blessed? Look upon the church and do what the church is doing. You want to increase? Plant water. Plant water. Look at the man of God. Do things that need to be done. Don't make slick comments. Don't do that. Let's be a church that looks for the increase. I'm glad God wants to give us an increase tonight, this morning. <laughs> Praise God. I love you guys. I love being in the church. I love this, I love this great, I love this great message. I love to be the church. I love to see what God will take us to. There's excitement in being in the church. There's great joy in being in church because there's nothing but good. We have an employee, an employer that is not going to treat us wrong. We got an employer that's not going to short us. 
But if we're working, if we're doing our job with a good attitude, whoo, the payment of reward the Bible talks about, oh, man, an increase that we have. Let's not quit. Let's not be a, um, what do you call those employees that uh, they have a lot? Of, I don't know what you call them, but an employees that, that they just give problems to the boss man. And then to the point where the boss man or boss lady, and they point point like, you're fired. Get out of here. I can't work with you. I can't work with you. You're fired. No, 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 no. Let's not be that employee for God. Let's not be that person. But let's have faith. Let's have faith in the increase. No slick comments. Do the things right. Do the things that need to be doing. Watch God give us a great increase. Watch God give us a great increase because these are our increase, these children. Our faith, our marriages, these are the increase that God wants to give us and make strong in our lives. I mean, I'm glad to be in church this morning. I hope the Holy Ghost touched you. I hope you're happy this morning because I'm happy for the increase that God wants to give us. We do have a baptismal this morning. I'm glad about that. Getting that token, getting that blood, that blood on, on our lives. Praying the name of Jesus that God fill them with the Holy Ghost. Come on, there's the increase that God's given us. People are being baptized in Jesus' name. We're going to do the work. Praise God. Well, I guess at this time I need to take the offering. So, Oh, actually, Sal, I got I to gotta obey my pastor. <laughs> I don't want him to call and be like, hey, did you do what I said? I said, no. <laughs> so Brother Sal's going to come and take the offering. Let's just get ready. Everybody say, God bless the offering. In Jesus' name. Oh 